Griffin Inc. presents Resonance by A.J. Scuderi, featuring Paul Bamer as David Carter, Gabrielle DeQueer as Rebecca Sorensen, Carrington McDuffie as Gillian Brookwood, and Stefan Rednicki as Jordan Abelard, with Emily Janice Card, Ellen Dostal, Bob Duncan, Stan Jensen, Richard Learman, Margie Moore, Scott Peterson, Tom Schiff, Myron Willis, and Judy Young. And special guests, David Burney and Rosalind Landor, with Artie Johnson as Dr. Landerly. Human life is important only to humans. Author unknown. Man's greatest triumphs stand no chance against the whims of nature. Author unknown. Prologue. Twelve years ago, airline pilots had to recalibrate their compasses. This was because the exact location of the magnetic poles had drifted, and it was a first in aviation history. Six years ago, the poles had drifted even further, causing the need to again reset the compasses. They recalibrated again three years ago, then two, then one, and are currently realigning every three months. Approximately 200 million years ago, Map North was magnetic south, but 10 million years later, the poles switched places. They've traded again approximately every 60 million years, the last of which was 65 million years ago. It is theorized that the dinosaurs achieved such great size due to the slightly larger magnetic field of their time. Today, some living things, like homing pigeons and honeybees, are highly dependent on the Earth's field. Even those creatures that don't seem to notice it are in jeopardy if it changes, since we don't know how they use their internal magnetics, only that they have them, like us. And the Earth we are sitting on is five million years overdue. Chapter 1 Stupid paleontologists, he thought to himself. Didn't know how to grit a dig properly, morons. What had he been thinking? Sharing a site with the dino boys? And now he had chunks of strata strapped to his waist, each meticulously labeled in the dino boys' lazy scroll, each clearly mislabeled for direction or depth of find. They had acted like they understood the dip in the horizontal, but the markings were clearly honked up. Yet, some of the rocks looked right, which was the ultimate insult. David couldn't even count on them to be wrong. Maybe they were fucking with him. He sighed into the deep night. That was a sincere possibility. There was nothing like envy laced with continual disagreement to drive a wedge of dislike between two people. Those two people being him and anyone else on the dig. Your choice, as it was pretty much unanimous. The paleo guys were all out for drinks and a discussion of the day's successes. There was that one big heap of bones, 
Uh, and, oh yeah, that other big heap of bones. Then there were the bone chips. Using the winch and harness system they had set up, David lowered himself down the incline, tiptoeing and letting out line as he went. Not because he couldn't have scrambled his way down, he could have. The slope was a just walkable 45 degrees. But in order to go on foot, he would have to dig in with his toes to get purchase, and the dig would have been forfeit. Couldn't have that. At least he and the dino boys agreed on this one thing. The other thing they had agreed to was not to hang out in the dig alone. That, of course, made sense. No one wanted to be the one left at the base of the site with a broken leg while everyone else ate lunch. Or worse yet, stayed out all night drinking. And no one wanted to be the one who mucked up the site, with no one around to say what went where. But just because he had agreed to it, didn't mean that he agreed with it. And, well, if David was being honest, they had already ruined the site. What with all the mislabeling and everything... Therefore, the only thing he was risking was his own night out under the big black sky with a few broken bones. So he slowly kept letting out the line, getting a little further down the slope each minute. He didn't go too fast. For God's sake, he wasn't stupid. And the pitch here was a bit on the sharp side. His foot hit the first grid line. A thin white string wound round a short post, hammered into the ground, denoting the edge of the official dig area. David swore a few times under his breath, sure that he had scuffed a few loose pieces of rock into the dig. And that would earn him nothing but verbal and social hell come tomorrow morning. He decided to take it all a little more carefully. Besides, now he was far enough down the backside of the slope that he wouldn't be spotted. The camp was on the other side of the crest where it wouldn't interfere with the dig, and no party poopers making their way back early would see his beam as long as it was a small one. And that meant no bright headlamps. So he pulled the flashlight free, slipping it from the carabiner on his belt with a flick of his wrist. Crap! He had shoved some pieces under the grid edge. Softly, he stepped down and began flinging the loose gravel away. After five minutes at it, he figured that he had covered his tracks well enough for a man who was probably going to get caught anyway, and he decided to get down to brass tacks. Pulling one zipper bag from its carabiner at his waist, he tacked his line and used both hands to pull the rock from its baggie. Tilting his head with the small maglite firmly between his teeth, he read off the coordinates, then picked up the line. David let himself down a few more feet and high-stepped to the right about 15 yards, watching carefully for the meter lines that ran the grid. They had originally been only a few inches off the surface, but as this dig had progressed, they had altered the smooth plane to extremely uneven, leaving the ground anywhere from just a few inches to just over a foot below the grid lines. The perfect heights for getting an ankle tangled and then bashing into the slope of the dig and, oh yeah, breaking said ankle and mugging up said dig while you did it. He moved slowly and carefully, each footstep set methodically into the loose ground so as not to grind or scour any of the precious soil or bone chips out of place and lifted high with the same care. Right foot, right. Fine footing. 
left foot follow, set down carefully.